0: Are you ready? Can't crush us, it don't really get no better than just the than. podcast that you looking for. If you really heavy in the wrestling Hosted by the mark Energy that's so amazing, gotta keep it entertaining, rep the can crush a nation Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring Lights out when you hit a ding 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 Knock them out like boom, bada bing, Hold it down, you can crown me the king Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster We choke slamming everybody power driving Hit 'em with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you needin' yeah. and it ain't no need for waitin'. waitin'. Mark, hold it down for the can crush nation. All about yeah. wrestling yeah. and keep it entertaining. entertaining Can crushers wrestling podcast, time to break 'em. Let's
1: break em. go. Yeah yeah, 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 Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go.
0: Hey, y'all, this is Sam Houston. I got to tell you, if you want to know the latest in wrestling and what's going on, tune into Can Crushers every time it comes on. I know I will. Later, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast, the Spotlight Edition. I am your host, Mark the Mark Martinez, and thank you for joining us once again. If you're new, welcome aboard, and I hope you stick along and, uh, Listen to everything that we produce here on Spotify and Stitcher and iTunes and Google Play. Wherever you're listening to podcasts, we are there. So that's awesome. Like, rate us, and do all that cool stuff. We don't beg, but we just remind you that it really helps our uptick and all of that. This week, no preparation because I'm kind of in the same boat as this guy. J.B. Stevens is my guest, announcer, commentary, pretty much jack-of-trades in the wrestling business. We'll help you tear down a ring. We'll let, do some you know, behind-the-scenes thing. We'll do some promotions for you. Yeah, I like this guy. I'm in the same boat. We've done the same thing. So why, why, uh, why do anything? Let's just throw some stuff off of each other and say, hey, J.B., this is what I did. This is what I did in this chit-chat. I do have the normal questions. I want to know his story, and the story is always the number one thing in my book. I love stories. So, yeah, we'll get to that, and we'll get to JB. I have to tell you about Collar and Elbow first. Hats, hoodies, tees, sweats, all the cool stuff that Al Snow and the Hooligans have at Collar and Elbow Wrestling Brand. When you check out, when you buy all your merch, because they have amazing merch, comfortable. I'm wearing my Macho Man-inspired one right now. Head and now snow, purple sunglasses. You understand all of it. Worn it forever, and it's been washed a million times. It doesn't matter. It, it's just awesome material. It's comfortable. It doesn't stretch. It doesn't do any of that. It's just one of my favorite shirts. But after you're done shopping, put in the promo code CANCRUSHERS. Capital C and CAN. Capital C and CRUSHERS. You'll save 10%. Okay? Also, we have an email. And this is to all wrestlers out there, all talent, all promotions, all referees. You want to be on the show? Drop us a line. Cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Let me know. We'll get you scheduled. We're booked for a while, but doesn't mean we're booked forever because we love hearing stories. Use this as a promotional part for yourself, too, to get it out to the masses. So, yeah, come on. We'll chat. We'll hear your story. All right. Here comes Al Snow to tell you more about Collar and Elbow, and then we'll get J.B. Stevens on the line, and we're going to chat wrestling. Sit down, get a beverage, and hold on.
1: Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow and this is Collar and Elbow. The Wrestling brand.
2: What's up, guys? It is the girl T-Gaines here. I don't know what you're doing at the moment, but my advice to you is to pop open a can and slam some suds with the Can Crushers.
0: And welcome back to Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. Guys, you heard in the intro how excited I was that I didn't have to do notes this week. So I'm excited to talk to announcer commentator, ring announcer, backstage, just a jack of all trades because I've been there. So I love this that I don't need to do any work today because we're going to be able to shoot stuff off of each other. He's the one, the only JB Stevens. JB, welcome to the show. How you doing?
2: Pretty good. How you doing?
0: Doing excellent today. Uh, how's the weather down in your neck of the woods? We're getting ready for snow up here.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's hot and humid down here. Got that false fall the fake fall coming on
0: before the real one i'm so jealous Uh, i'm so jealous do you get you're in georgia do you get any snow where you're at during during the winter because your winter is nothing compared to ours yeah we rarely get
2: snow down here the northern parts of the state get it but down here in the southwest part we almost never get it
0: so jealous so jealous uh always start stupid as well do you have any peach trees I'm a huge fan of Georgia peaches. Do you have any peach trees in your yard or close to you that maybe we can work out a deal and you can send some peaches up my way?
2: (laughs) All I got here is pecan trees.
0: There's peach trees somewhere else. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not a big fan of pecan. You like pecans? Yeah, they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As I said, announcer, commentator, pretty much jack of all trades, and we'll get to all of that. But I like doing the rewind first when you were a little JB Stevens and we'll find out who JB Stevens is here in a minute. But who introduced you to professional wrestling? Mom, dad, Uncle Joe, Aunt Mary, who said, hey, JB, you have to watch this. Uh,
2: it was my dad because uh, pretty much he got me into wrestling when I was like two or three years old. So as long as I remember, it, I've been watching it as a fan and then uh, his dad got him into it when he was young. So it's kind of been a thing passed down
0: yeah that's that's exactly mine as well. uh started with grandpa, and then we kind of brought my dad into it because he wasn't a big fan, but he's like, if you know my dad and my son are both watching it, I should jump on board because it's quality time across the board, you know, family time for everybody, right?
2: yeah, now I'm passing it on to my little sister. I've got her into it by getting her at going to the lo- the local indie shows with me.
0: That's awesome. How old is your little sister? It, 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 young? You don't have to give an age because that sounds creepish. I'm sorry that I that even came through, but young little sister.
2: Yeah, she's 11.
0: Oh, okay. She's a little. Nice. Does she wanna? Does she wanna follow your footsteps already?
2: No, she just likes it as a fan right now.
0: Okay. All right. That's that's all right. She's still young. You have to pound some more into her head right now, right, JB? Mm-hmm. So who are some of your favorites growing up? We're going to do all the generic questions right off the bat. Who are some of your favorites growing up that you're like, man, I, I really like so-and-so?
2: Yeah, when I was little, I used to watch, when I was growing up, it was like 07, 06, So I watched a lot of SmackDown back then. And my favorites were like uh, Rey Mysterio was my absolute all-time favorite when I was little. And uh, then you had the Boogeyman, Undertaker, and Batista. They kind of filled out the rest of my favorite spots.
0: Wow! Of course, Ray and Undertaker fit in there perfectly because that's everybody has them on their list without a doubt. The Boogeyman, what made you? Because he repulsed so many people, adults to you know seniors and everything. What made you say I love the Boogeyman? I did too, by the way.
2: Yeah, I have no idea. It was just I was little and he just kind of looked funny, I guess.
0: The over the topness, maybe. Have you ever eaten a worm? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Me neither. Me neither. So, did you? Was your goal to get into professional wrestling and be a wrestler at first?
2: Uh, No, when I was when I was little, I remember I had like a fleeting thought one time, like randomly. I thought I can't be a wrestler because I was, you know, I was big, asthmatic. So it was like I I thought I could be a commentator or something, and then that was a passing thought that I had like one time when I was real little and never again because when I was little, I just wanted to be an author and write stories. And so – but then when I turned 15, then I started wanting to get involved as a – like into wrestling as an announcer and all that.
0: So did you – to jump around, let's go back, like high school, 15-year-old age, and then – who did you follow then? Because you were watching wrestling. If you wanted to be an announcer, you were watching wrestling to listen to Michael Cole and to listen to those people, weren't you?
2: Yeah, me. When I started, uh, at first I didn't want to be a ring announcer and stuff. I had wanted to be a manager is what I had entered and started training for, which is what I'm still looking to be in the near future. And But like I studied a lot of Paul Heyman and Bobby Heenan and them. The announcers, I've honestly never studied ring announcers. Because it's like I feel like if I study them, then I would begin to sort of copy them, and I like my own little style, basically.
0: Yeah, no, it, and it's good. It's you know this from doing you know wrestling for how long have you been now a ring announcer, commentator, and all that? Two years, three years?
2: Yeah, I debuted uh, July seventeenth of last year, twenty twenty one.
0: Okay, so a little more. We'll round two years. We'll round. We like rounding because if you figure out like eighteen months and everything like that, pfft, it's garbage so about two years in the business and then once you know you reached out to me and said hey let's do a podcast and i'm like sure let's do a podcast i love hearing stories and everything you sent me your picture i'll tell you right off the bat even before reading that an announcer and everything i saw you as percy pringle do you know that mm-hmm. manager because yeah the whole gimmick that you have right now the the purple and the red I instantly thought he's gonna be a manager, he's just doing this as a a gig right now, so
2: good, yeah, the uh yeah, that's basically the whole purpose of the the blazer, the purple blazer was to make me stand out and as a good way to eventually lead into uh being a manager that way I would have something already that people would recognize me by,
0: right, and it is without ruining everything, fourth wall and all of that. Is that kind of in the works right now? Are you doing some training and maybe a bump here and there? Um, because managers up and around our neck of the woods also have to train as well.
2: Yeah, I've trained. I've been training to be a manager since May fifteenth of last year. Then two months later, I debuted as a ring announcer. But I've been keeping up with the training and stuff, taking the taking the various bumps. Uh, you know, learning how to manage manage wrestlers you know cutting the promos and all that which is i've I've practiced cutting promos since i started wanting to do it so it's been like almost five years of just mainly cutting promos and then over a year and a half of taking the bumps and stuff Uh,
0: are you doing them in a mirror and everything like we all have back in the day just yelling at yourself in front of a mirror
2: no i i can't really look at myself and do it i just usually when i'm cutting promos i'm just walking around and cutting them and that'll be like That'll be what I'll do. I'll just walk around and cut it to the air or to other people.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's good. You record some once in a while as well?
2: Yeah, I've recorded a lot of the videos and stuff. I've recorded promos for videos. I've recorded hype videos for shows and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, By the way, guys, uh, when we get to the tail's end, because we always do this at the end, social media, make sure you follow him. We talked a little bit before we went on air. He is amazing on on social media. Like, he could have a seminar. JB could have a seminar teaching wrestlers how to do social media posts. I'm being 100% honest, JB. And I said this. Like, the wrestlers are like, hey, I'm on this show in, like, two months. And then you never hear about it again if you follow your favorite wrestler. JB's there. Boom, boom, boom. Listen, I'm going to be here. Follow me. Good. So you have to have a nice following, you know, if people just wanted to come out and see you, Right.
2: Yeah, I have a few people who, they come out, mainly the focus is the wrestlers, you know, because, like, I try to, you do. most of what yeah. I do, I don't, really, yeah, most of what I do, I'm putting the wrestler stuff out there, sharing their stuff, doing my own stuff, but, yeah, I do, I share wrestler stuff a lot more than I have my own, mainly.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you, you're linked to it, then. What I'm saying is, yeah. I would be the same way, like, hey, come out to this event in McKeesport, da 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 They know that I'm going to be there, though. And I'm also encapsulating all the other wrestlers. That Kind of the same thing you do. Like, you'll you'll name wrestlers that will be there, maybe some matches, everything. But that, you know, to the the social media audience, then, it puts two and two together. Oh, shit, this is where Mark's going to be, so I I should go see him as well. We're always the second thought. We are. I, I will throw that, wave that flag 100%. We're always the second thought. But if it's our post that got you there... It says something for us, right? Yeah. So when did you make the, yes, I'm going through with it? I I know you were were rounding and saying about two years. How did you get involved? How how was the phone call? Or did you just walk in and say, hey, I'm your ring announcer now. Where did you go to training? Where are you doing your training?
2: Well, when I started wanting to do it, I found out about a promotion uh, called SWA down in Pavo, Georgia. And so I started attending their shows in 2018. And like over the course of three years, I went pretty much every month, talked to the wrestlers, the ring announcers, referees, pretty much everyone there trying to get in. And uh, eventually I started branching out, going to other promo- other indie promotions in the area. And uh, then COVID happened and wiped out. We had like four or five promotions in this area and it wiped out to like two. And then pretty much finally, uh, just before I graduated high school, I got contacted and uh, started training with SWA, and uh, I, I ring announced for them for uh, from July of seventeen, 17th, July seventeenth last year up until uh, recently. I'm no longer with them now, but you know because I've done about everything I can really do there, short of becoming a manager. So pretty much now I'm training with the Sweat Academy in Albany, Georgia, to finally become a manager. But uh, you know I'm still doing the. But yeah, it's pretty much how I did. I just walked into the shows, talked to people, put my name out there, and tried to, you know, get in. Eventually, it worked.
0: Yeah, it's all about being persistent, and uh, you know, it didn't happen the first time for me either. Walking up and say, "Hey, I- I'd love to the announce. They're like, "Who the hell is this guy?" You know, everybody says that. You just have to show that you're there. You're you're invested into their their program you're invested into their business and make the wrestlers know hey this is who i am i'm not going to do you dirty i want to tell you a little it's a networking thing to, to get the trust right
2: yeah you know you just have to keep at it something that i'm always saying is patience and persistence that some have always said
0: yeah that that's great life advice too uh you're probably in the last month we've had this whole Rome wasn't built in a day Aura. here on can crushers. Everybody and patience and persistence goes along with it. It, it, It's just been that this whole month of everybody's just like, cool down, do your thing, continue to grind and you'll get there. And do you feel you're there?
2: Mm, I feel like, you know, I still got a little ways to go. I feel like I'm ready to be to become a manager and transition from primarily announcing to primarily managing. But uh, I feel like, you know, in terms of being there, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much just about there in terms of being a manager, I believe.
0: And let's talk about your commentary a little bit, because we talked about ring announcing. You also do some commentary um, play-by-play, and then you do some stuff in the back. Is it all for the same organization, or have you been to—you've named two thus far. Um, You don't have to name them all, but, I mean, you just do— like I said on in the intro, like a jack-of-all-trade, you're willing to do anything for a company, right?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, I've also done little referee training as well, you know, to do anything. But, yeah, I've done work with multiple promotions. Uh, I think about eight or nine in total. You know, places like uh, SWA, I was down in Tampa Bay Pro, uh, which is down in Tampa, Florida, of course. Uh, you know, I did... A lot of the shows, some of them that I've done is like, you know, one-offs or occasional shows like charity shows, like the Wrestling Against Cancer shows and the, the Solid Rock Championship wrestling shows. But, uh, yeah, I've done work for promotions in like Georgia, Florida, and Alabama so far.
0: That's good. That's that's three states in, in, in two years. Um, sometimes indie wrestlers... Don't get out of, and this isn't mean, before you come at me, everybody out there listening, this isn't mean. Sometimes indie wrestlers don't get out of the same company in two to five Mm. years. So that's awesome. Congratulations, JB. Mm, Thank you. Uh, You bring up manager a lot. And like I said, I saw that. And you instantly, for me, went to Percy Pringle. You know, uh, everybody would know him as the Paul Bearer with The Undertaker. But WC, world-class days. Um, he was Percy Pringle who, where did you get the, the want to be a manager? I know you brought up Bobby Heenan, but there, there's gotta be more, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, when I, 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 I decided I wanted to be a manager because like, I mean, I wanted to get involved in wrestling, but like, I I knew I can't be a wrestler, you know, it's just not for me, but you know, I knew there's ways I can get involved and I started taking inspiration from Paul Heyman, Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornette, you know, Paul Ellering, Gary Hart, you know, a lot of, a lot of managers from various different times. I've studied a lot of, especially the Bobby Heenan and Nick Buckwinkle promos from the AWA.
0: Sweet. You hit my wheelhouse. Um, Not a lot of people talk about AWA. Uh, Territory Days, that was my favorite organization. I loved it. What made you trickle there? Because your AWA was gone before you, way before you. And I'm not saying it mean, but way before you, AWA was history.
2: How did you Mm -hmm. find it? Just YouTube, you know, just YouTube recommendations because I was watching uh, the different major videos and then the videos with Heenan and Botwinkle would pop up and then so I would watch them. And pretty much it's just like a whole bunch of YouTube videos that I've watched mainly.
0: If you could be one of those who would you really want to you know tailor yourself after uh heenan cornet gary hart and i'm not saying steal the whole gimmick but you know take most of it
2: mm, i know a lot of people have compared me to like they've said they've compared me to cornet both positively and negatively in a derogatory way <laughs> like i've had people on, in comments occasionally be like look at that Jim Cornette, you green, whatever kind of sum, you know, and then a few hours later they'll delete it because, you know, of course they would, but it'd be kind of funny. And then, but I mean, I, I would style myself primarily mainly like a little bit after Paul Heyman at first. And I took a lot of inspiration from Bobby Heenan with certain aspects of what I do, but I feel like it's really not going to be a mix. It's going to be like a mix. You know, instead of one person, it's going to be you're going to see a little of Heenan, a little of Heyman, a little Cornette, a little bit of everything, really, that makes up the J.B. Stevens uh, manager role eventually.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the best thing to do. When I talk to indie stars that are you know up and coming, I always I watch two or three matches, and I kind of get the whole. This is you know this is where I think your attitude is, or this is you know. So the last one, I think I I'm like. You're ravishing Rick Rude with uh, the natural Butch Reed, but you move like Seth Rollins. You know, I always throw three out there, so I always think three is the best. So, as you said, I'm going to continue to push this one down your throat until you say yes, Mark. I'm going to say yes, this one. Percy Pringle, Cornette, and and Bobby Heenan, I I think, are two. But you did say Gary Hart, so I can't knock you on that, but yeah. The Percy Pringle, I don't know why it's so much in my mind with you, but that's who I'm like. Yes, he has. You've watched him, right?
2: Yeah, I've watched a lot of his uh, promos too from before he was Paul Bear, and you know I've watched a lot of his stuff. That's actually the first time anyone has compared me to him, though. Is uh is now?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, The Cornette, love them or hate them, you know, even if they call you something bad about them, that's got to be a little pat on your back, right? I. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows how I like the Midnight Express Cornette. I loved. Like Cornette of the last couple of years, it, he's he's a tough pill to swallow for me. That's I'll leave it at that. Well,
2: you know at the end of the day, I think, you know, he you know, he's he knows what he's talking about he when does. it comes to managing stuff, you know at the end of the day, cuz like at the end of the day, he's like one of the best managers of all time.
0: But, agreed Ag- agreed. 100%. So that's a little bit about who J.B. Stevens is or is going to transition to be. Do you do you have uh, an idea when your first managing gig is going to happen or is it still kind of in the works?
2: I believe it might be perhaps by the end of this year, maybe early next year, but uh, it shouldn't be too long. You know, I'm ready for it.
0: Do you have... Uh, Wrestling wise, do you have your eyes set on a little bit of a faction, a Heenan family, so to speak, that you're gonna you're gonna run with?
2: Mm, you know, whatever. If I see a group of wrestlers that might look good as a faction, sure.
0: Nice. Uh, I like how you just dodged that question. And uh, you can tell you're definitely in professional wrestling because you didn't answer it. Um. <laughs> What's your greatest accomplishment <clears throat> excuse me accomplishments right now being 2 years in the business is there one event that you're like man this is for being so young this is what I'm so happy that I have done
2: I don't know if I've had any specific full on a- accomplishments you know I mean I work with certain people at certain shows who you know people you know you'll have any wrestlers say they work with this person and that's cool but you know the me I don't really use that and it's like, a, hey, I worked with this person. But I think the thing I'm proudest of is just how far I've come along personally in terms of my ability to talk to people, in terms of my uh, ability to just say things in general, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, I loved how you transitioned right where I was going. You you brought that you wanted to be up an author. Um, can mm-hmm. we rewind again and talk about you know? The younger days were you were you shy were you kind of i hate the word yeah. introvert but you know where i'm gonna go w- were you kind of just like in your own bubble and wrestling has now pushed you out yeah i was
2: very uh very introverted socially anxious a lot of things but uh cause I, I mean i was a very rambunctious child to say the least and then over the years uh being in school bullying a number of things just kind of broke me down over time and It got to where I was uh, less, you know, less out there in general. I was very quiet, very socially. It went from where I didn't want to talk to people to where I was afraid to talk to people. And going to the indie shows and stuff over time, over the course of like three years, forcing myself to talk to people, putting myself in situations, has it to where my social anxiety is, you know, basically gone now for the most part.
0: That's great! Congratulations, because I know that's a tough battle. It it really is. Uh, I have a a nephew that we he he's big into you know truck and tractor pulls and shows like this. Like the crowds would really set him off, and he didn't want to go, but he wanted to be there. So we kind of met with you know somebody that we sat in his pit crew for a little bit, and that kind of mm-hmm. opened him up and opened him up. So it, it's really good to push yourself. You find your love. Mine is professional wrestling. Yours is professional wrestling. His is whatever. You know, whatever. Maybe start off little and then sit in the corner and then just slowly build your feet and then look. Look at what we both have done. You know, I have a podcast. I have ring announced. You're ring announcing. You're going to do something that I, I really want to. I wouldn't mind managing as well, but... I really like the nerd stuff backstage. I, I really do the the interviews and stuff like that. So yeah, as a wrestling fan, then and you get your first ring announcing job. Did it? Let me first ask you this: Did you get the winners right off the bat? Everybody knows wrestling's predetermined. We're not ruining anything. But did you also get the winners along with the match list? You
2: know, most of the time, yes. Yeah, sometimes I won, you know, but. Regardless, I still had to sit there watch the match, and just in case anything happened, and I had to, you know, just impromptu. This person won.
0: Yeah, but the for me the first time JB I, I got the very first one. It was I, I've done a couple where you have to watch the match and pay attention to what the heck's going on, but the very first one they're like, all right, here's your whole rundown. The circle people are who wins them. That defeated me a little bit a- as the wrestling mark that I am that I'm like, oh, man, this is what I'm doing now. I'm like, I know the outcome of this, and I could have played it away in my head so much different. Did you get that a little bit when you had that first list?
2: Mm, not really. I mean, you know, it was kind of like I knew what to expect going in. I was like uh, – but, like, there are sometimes, you know, there are those matches that I'll be watching them uh, from ringside, and they'll be very close, and they'll get me full on, like, who's going to win this one? They'll they'll get me into it.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it's still great it really is i'm not knocking anybody or those are not jb's words it was all mine um all right let's take a little bit of time off um as we you know got to the start of your career and we'll we'll take and learn some more stuff about jb here off days when you're not you know practicing and, and doing you know stuff for wrestling what's jb like to do outside uh you said you're an author you want to be an author you, you still like to do that
2: yeah, I still sometimes write little stories. I haven't published anything, of course. I just, well, I had like one little poem published from like when I was in ninth grade in a, uh, one of those, Apelli, however you pronounce that, Apelli 2018 student rising star contest thing or whatever. But uh, it was like, that's like the only thing I've ever had published. But I still write. And of course, also I read a lot, you know, play some games sometimes. I have my regular job
0: outside of wrestling. So, yeah. Video games? Is that what you're talking you, You're a big gamer as well? Yeah. What, what are you playing right now? Because I'm looking for a new game. I'm, I'm kind of getting bored.
2: Um, I don't really game like I used to. I'm not a heavy gamer, you know, with time and stuff. But I, I started getting into Fortnite. I didn't see the purpose of it at first. It kind of was like, you know, all bread and no meat with that game. But then I started playing. I was like, yeah, I can see why it can be fun. But yeah
0: (laughs) i i I play you can tell that i'm a 45 year old man i played that with my son for a little bit and i don't know there there's been a whole era of video games that i don't know these kids' hands are so damn fast now jb like he's building stuff and killing me 16 times before i even know what i'm doing that game is out of my realm i it's it's too quick for me i need the the slow steady call of duties or like rifle hunter or something like that can I can just creep and look anything fast like that nope I die too many times it, it's not fun then
2: yeah I play a lot of the old games on the Super Nintendo too that's my jam
0: yeah I have yeah. this thing called the O droid that's got like 25,000 games on it in the, the Super NES is on it I can play mm. that forever I love that thing yeah
2: I got the I used to have a Super Nintendo when I was little then I gave it away but I was. I have the mini Nintendo, and I hacked it uh, when I got it. Put more games on it, like a uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 from when I was little, and I played some of them sometimes.
0: That might be the greatest game out there. I will. I will say this right now for everybody. I love Donkey Kong Country 2. I love it. Uh, you cannot get bored of playing it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so what else? You know, some games you. And we don't have to talk shoot job or anything, but. Just like a relaxing day, do you do tape study of, you know, managers or announcers or anything like that?
1: Mm,
2: I mean, I don't vigorously study it on a regular, I don't like sit down and say, okay, this is a point in time that I'm going to study. I just, whenever I'm studying it, you know, I might be late at night after everything, after the whole day is done, I'll just put it on YouTube and then go through like clips for like an hour or two just studying and watching it over and over.
0: Yeah. Yep, that, that that's kind of the best way to find, you know, something that you can put in your, your arsenal for down the road. Uh, do you have – is there one person that you're, like, really stuck on right now? I know we've brought up Heenan and uh, and any, anybody like that, but is there anybody, maybe a different one, like Captain Lou? I don't know why he popped in my head, but somebody like that that's popped up recently?
2: Mm, not, really. not really. I haven't had too much time lately. Things are getting, getting even busier now, but – yeah. Uh, pretty much, pretty much at the moment, but probably every so often I'll branch out and see, come across something else. that I'll uh, watch a lot of.
0: Okay. All right. Let's do the three stupid. Would you rather? Because it can't crush your nation calls them stupid, but I will continue to do them all the time because it just gives it's a little bit of fun in the show. The would you rather's. Um. Would you rather announce one WrestleMania main event? in your life and then you're done with wwe or be able to announce on every wrestlemania here on out
2: Mm, i would say every wrestlemania here on out
0: yeah because al snow says if you're on tv you're getting money you're you're selling yourself if if it's a one and done thing is it worth it Mm mm-hmm would you rather work with – now i switch to the commentary side. Would you rather work with Corey Graves calling matches or Renee Paquette? Mm, probably Renee. Why?
2: Mm, her style is a little more uh, easier to flow along with, I think, than the Corey Graves style because I like – in commentary, usually I'm very – not not the full-on high energy always, this, that, and the other, the jabs and whatnot. I'll just uh, pretty much be, uh, you know, kind of laid back going throughout it and making little uh, remarks
0: every so often. Are you heelish on commentary or are you, you know, straight line? Pretty much just straight line. Okay. okay. Just fake, you no. Know? And final, would you rather, as it, it might pertain to being a manager in the long haul, but would you rather become the GM of AEW or WWE? And this is a long-term gig. I'd say AEW. And why? You You just. You can't just give you one-word answers. Come on, JB. You talk Nothing. for a living. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because uh, usually there's just you know a lot of different stuff that could be done. You know, change. You know the women's uh the women the women's roster the uh you know the trios. There's a lot of interesting thing that could be done with the trios that they have now and uh, a lot of other stuff.
0: So let's stick and stay on on wrestling today uh what is some of your favorite stuff that's going on because you still watch wrestling you still kind of make time at least you know highlights or videos or whatever to watch some of the stuff through all wwe aew impact whatever you watch you make time what's some of the favorite things you see that you like right now
2: uh, well i know the whole uh i don't know if i can say support well it's been a couple a little over week but the bray wyatt return you know yeah, uh, I like that a lot. I saw the clip of it on YouTube, and uh, it was you know it looked good. I liked how he came back, and then his promo on SmackDown after that. So that was cool.
0: That might be, and I'm gonna date myself. That might be one of the greatest comebacks ever. We 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 really have had a lot of cool ones, but the, the only thing I was mad about was I hate the QR codes. I'm, like I'm not doing that extra step. I really am not to find out mm-hmm. that it's something that I can't figure out because concussions has ruined my head um i i'm not going to do that extra step but everything that they did leading up to it was amazing i loved it mm-hmm. how about aew what do you like going on over there right now do you like the the scrum was going on in the back i'm kidding
2: <laughs> i like i think the main thing that i like about the aew stuff right now is the whole thing with uh the- the acclaimed and Billy Gunn, I like their whole scissor and thing that they have. But it just it's just so funny to
0: me the way they do it. I agreed. I agreed. Now to jump backwards too, um, what are some storylines that really got you invested in wrestling? And I don't want to hear the big ones. And I they may be, but you know we get the Rock and Stone Cold. We get this. We get that. There's off ones as well that already, you know, really get people invested in it. Do you have any off ones that are like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one, but that meant something to me.
2: I don't know if there's any that I like that could be called off. I don't know for certain. I know that some of my favorite ones have been like the whole HBK and Undertaker saga from like Mania 25 to 26, you know, Daniel Bryan's rise up to Mania 30, you know, the whole. And AEW, the whole hangman uh, from day one where they had him against Jericho and then all the way up to where they had him against finally winning the belt against Omega. But uh, mainly the storylines, you know, that I like is just the kinds where it's the people rising up over time. You know, it's like the slow build, the slow burn, and then that big payoff at the
0: end. Long term booking is what you enjoy then. So you're you're an old soul as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's really where it's at, uh, at least for me in professional wrestling. I love long-term with twists and turns into it. No knock on WWE, but prior to Trip, Triple H getting it, um, there was just so much turnover in the storylines. I didn't know what was going on. I never tuned out. I continued to watch. But I'm like, man, these storylines have no meat and potatoes to them. That's what I need. Mm-hmm. Is that something when you become a manager and you get your faction or your group or your guy or whatever, is that kind of in your cards? Is that what you'd like to do as, you know, maybe an NWO takeover? That just popped in my head. That you'd like to have a faction that slowly did something like that?
2: Mm, I would like, you know, something – you know, that would be cool, you know, provided it didn't grow too large or whatnot and get right. to
0: 900 people. Oh, in, yeah. Right.
2: But uh, in general, I like how. Like, you know, I'll go out there and eventually I will like, you know, the faction get it where the crowd, because, you know, as the manager, the job is to get the heat on the wrestler and then, you know, get it on yourself, transfer to the wrestler. And what I like, you know, the long term storyline, you know, go over time and eventually finally get my come in the end, you know, get. Come up as. Yeah, so that's the
1: that's
2: the that's the whole thing about wrestling. You know, you have the good guys, you got the bad guys. Everyone wants to see the bad guys lose. You can't have the bad guys win forever because it just loses interest eventually.
0: Yeah. But one time it would be all right if a bad guy would win a long term yeah. storyline one time. I'm I'm <laughs> one gear with you. You're going to get to ask this all the time. What is your Mount Rushmore? Uh, of professional wrestlers then. I'd
2: say like uh you know Cena, of course he's like one of the cuz you could say that he's like the one who took wrestling mainstream again. Yep. You know, after the initial you know 80s boom cuz you know there's you know you have the Rock and all them as actors, but I think like Cena in general made cuz I think more people probably know who John Cena is than who the Rock is. They know who Dwayne Johnson is, but they might not know exactly who the Rock is. Agreed. Then you have, you know, uh, like if we're going international, I could go international, you know, like El Santo, uh, Rico Dozen. I'm probably mispronouncing that name, but anyway, you know. Uh, it's actually and- the same
0: way I say it. So, yeah, it's
2: okay. I know what you mean. And the fourth one would be like, uh, perhaps going way, way, way back would be like Hackenschmidt. You know, oh, Wow. From- as, like, a fourth, you know, the general, like, the first undisputed champion in general, uh, you know, because, like, they had the whole—he was, like, the big star back then in the early 1900s.
0: Yeah. So you do your due diligence. You just threw that out there, and how—what is your tape study is, is like? I mean, you're bringing Hackenschmidt up, and I'm like, damn, I didn't know you knew who he was. So how far do you go back? Well, clearly to him, but
2: mm, I go back pretty much just as far as I can. You know, most most of what I, you know, I read a lot of the Wikipedia articles and all that stuff. Go back in the uh, old articles. You see like newspaper articles on the Internet and whatnot. But uh, like I just I don't really study the tape of matches in general. But, you know, I've seen some of the stuff from way back then, you know, the old black
0: and white tapes and stuff. What is your what is your go to era then?
2: Mm, my go to era is uh, like the the seventies, the eighties. You know stuff like Terry Funk, uh, like the whole Terry Funk against Ric Flair. The I watched that promo a lot. The one where he's like, "I had a dream," you yep. know, the Zine pulling up and all that.
0: So the, ter- the territories, then. It, it will encapsulate them, the territories, then, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I wish wrestling—and I, I think it has kind of a little bit gotten to the territories, but especially—and I'm going to tout AEW for this—for allowing their workers to work in like their hometown. Like uh, where I'm at around the Pittsburgh area, Britton Wardlow show up every once in a while, which is really cool because— Back in the day, once they were signed, you'd never see them again. You're done. You're only seeing them on TV. I like that AEW allows that. And to me, that's bringing kind of the territories back around in a lesser like way. You're not, I, I don't think you're going to see Mox defending the title in Pittsburgh unless AEW is there or, or stuff like that. I personally, and I'll let you wave in on this, I think WWE needs to do that. And allow them to do some more indie shows like that because it might be hurting because have, I don't know, John Cena. We're going to throw that name out. Not that he's wrestling a lot. Come to Georgia right now and wrestle in your hometown. That would make that promotion then legit. Not that it's not legit. Don't think I'm knocking it. But that would like, holy shit, WWE knows our promotions out there. That's cool. I think more of that needs done. What do you think? I think, uh you know yeah, it would be
2: cool to see that kind of stuff happen, but, like in general, you know there's always the viewpoint that it might lessen the value of the wrestler in terms of like the the bigger promotion in the eyes of them, but I mean it would be an interesting thing to see you know that
0: yeah i I'd always love the territories come back around, have the traveling world champion and stuff like that would yeah. it uh the day and age, I don't know i everything has changed in life so two years into the business okay still Mm -hmm. a baby in the business but can you look back eh, when dad showed you wrestling and you're watching it with him can you look back you know hovering over yourself and say damn i did it i made it i'm in professional wrestling i guess so no no uh, chills or anything i mean it was just like yeah i did it You, you just you don't get any cool vibes over that because I'm jealous for you. That's cool.
2: Yes, it's it's cool, you know, over time and over the but I mean, honestly over the last year the whole the chills and all that's kind of faded for me a little bit. But uh I mean you know, I still have the little bit of nervousness before going out and all that, but like it's it's a cool thought, you know, to think back to when I was little and now I'm doing something that I saw on T V, so
0: you brought up the nerves. You get them backstage, and then once you plow through that curtain, they're gone, right? It's just like I'm on my game now.
2: Yes, yeah, the curtain effect. It, uh, pretty much the way it is with me, like the first time – I remember the first time I rang an out, I was like nervous literally the whole day leading up to the show all the way up till right the moment I went through the curtain. And then after I got that first bit of uh, announcing done – You know, it was like the nerves were gone for the rest of the show, just about, you know, I was less jittery. And that's pretty much how it is now.
0: Yeah, you get that little bit of swagger in your back pocket that you can walk with that little double step and you know what's going on, right? Yeah. Wrestling continues to change. This is probably the toughest or hardest hitting question I have, but wrestling continues to change. um, And I feel it is changing for the better. But there's still some stigmas around professional wrestling, and I, I'm sure you got a, a list of them in your head. If you could wave, you know, this magic wand, would does still need changed drastically in professional wrestling, though?
2: Honestly, I'm not sure, you know, because there's all kinds of little things that, you know, that can be changed and all that. But, like, honestly... I mean, I honestly don't know how to answer that question because it, you know, it's uh, there's stuff that could be changed, you know, but at the end of the day, it's going to keep on evolving. You know, it's going to keep on changing the different styles and all that. I don't really have any gripes against the,
0: the styles
2: and all that now.
0: You know. OK. That, no, that, 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 that's great. I, I, I love your viewpoint. It, it does. It it does continue to evolve. And, you know, it it is getting better for an all exclusive type of thing or, you know. Um, I was one, and I'll, and I'll mention this real quick, when it was pandemic time and everything was shut down, uh, I'm yeah. a huge advocate for women's wrestling. I really am. Yeah. I, I think it was Britt and Rosa, Sasha, Bailey, Asuka that carried us through the pandemic. The guys were just, like, doing normal things. The women were really upping their game, and I'm like, yeah, this is what's going to carry us during this down pandemic time. And they killed it, and they're still... They're still building it more and more that I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm shocked that this is happening, but good. You brought up comeuppance and the women are finally, for me, getting their comeuppance and they've deserved it for so long.
2: Yeah, they're getting, you know, they're getting what they've needed. You know, they're getting more, more of spotlight on women's wrestling, more of a, you know, more attention to it, more time for it in certain places. And in general, down here in the Southeast, you know, we also have various, An interesting thing about women's wrestling down here in the Southeast, I don't know about, you know, the rest of the country's indie scene completely, but down here, you know, you'll have promotions where it's like you'll have one woman on the roster, and, you know, she'll be competing against, like, the men usually. It's like an integrated roster, but it'll still be called a women's division because every so often they'll be, you know, they'll bring in a woman to come in and face her, you know, bring in another wrestler. And then certain – I know – and I think – uh, my favorite like women's roster in the Southeast is probably Tampa Bay pros because they have the dream women's wrestling thing.
0: Yep. I heard about that.
2: Yeah. And it's very interesting to see their stuff with their whole, uh, how they have their women's division set up.
0: Yeah. I, I really like that. I, I really do. Do you know, just like, you know, your favorites right now, trying to get some emotion out of you, JB, do you know now that you've touched somebody like somebody, in time is going to be looked back and you're like, I want to announce like JB or maybe in a year they're going to be like, I want to be a manager because JB is like, do you, do you get that feeling that you're changing kids, uh, youngsters as well?
2: Mm, I mean, honestly, not really, you know, I mean, I know that eventually there might be, you know, for all I know, there might be some kid out there who's seen me in a purple blazer and orange pants announcing or whatever. And he's like, "Oh look, look, that's he looks funny. I want to do that, but uh, I mean, honestly, I don't really feel it, you
0: know, at the
2: moment." Okay, like, it,
0: it's coming though. It, it's coming because okay. everything you do online, like there, you, people are are gonna be like, "Oh my god!" I mean, do you do you get Barney chance or or do you get any bad chance at you because of the purple? Like, anytime anybody wears purple up around this area, you get called Barney. Let's just throw that out there.
2: Yeah, there's always, from day one, there's been comments about the purple blazer and the hair. And I I remember I walked through the curtain the first time, and it was like, you need a haircut. And there was somebody somebody else who uh, was like, who called me Joker. Then there was somebody, uh, Harry Potter and Barney. And there's my favorite thing about, my favorite interaction with the crowd, though, about that. A few months ago, uh, July 16th of this year, I was doing the Southern Summer Showcase show, announcing it. And there was a match. It was Tyler Creed versus Xander Maddox, and it's on YouTube. And I got out there, and normally I walk, I talk, I talk to the crowd, jab with them a little. Then I get in the ring and start the introductions. Well, anyway, literally, as I was finishing up the jibber-jabber, some guy in the crowd, uh, some bald, middle-aged white guy says, Harry Potter! And so I'm like, okay, you picked the right time to do this. Of course. <laughs> so Tyler comes out, Alexander comes out. I'm doing Alexander's introduction, and he's from your mama's basement. It's his introduction. So naturally, when I say "from your mama's basement," I look dead at the guy in the crowd while doing it, <laughs> and I even lean towards him. And it's on video. It's so it's so great.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. Did did he understand then that you, the the jab was right back at him? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Good for
2: you. It's all in jest. You can't really take anything seriously, but uh, it's all fun.
0: <laughs> so I, I'm going to have, I bring up dream matches and I, I want to know, and I've kind of added more as we continue to talk to this um, as the announcer. Okay. What would be your dream match? To announce, and it can go anywhere in history, you know, 1900s to, you know, the future. Um, w- what match would be your coup de gras to announce?
2: Uh, honestly, I'm going to be like talk about a couple of local indie people I would like to announce. No, that's you know, cool. I mean,
0: that I love I mean. when you give them the pat on the back because everybody knows who the hell Randy yeah. Orton, John Cena, Ric Flair, and all those people are. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's why I don't really have much big-time dream matches, but on the local indie, I talked about it before, uh, the T-Gaines versus Tiny Tinely. those Because that match actually did happen uh, recently, I think, for the first time. But it would be cool to announce it because T-Gaines, she has the whole quadzilla, and I always like get to yell quadzilla as if it's really Godzilla in the ring, and it's so fun. And then you have the suplex queen, Tiny Tonnelly, and it's, I like to... Do a T motion with T games, you know, with my hand in the air as I'm doing it. And then, you know, you have like uh, Kelly Clark versus uh, Tyler Creed. That would be an Mr. Personality versus the Future and all that. One more that I would like to announce would be like a tag match. You know, yeah, the Southern Stretching Crew versus Ryan and Boss Hoss exact But uh, they, you know, it would be because it's interesting because with their introductions, I've done each of their introductions before. I've done each of those people's introductions before, but it would be an interesting thing to have them against each other.
0: Yeah, because. so you, so you can really mark out yourself in the ring?
2: Yeah, because so, it's so fun doing certain people's introductions.
0: Yeah, that T-Games match I actually watched during lunch today because you, you posted it, and I'm like, oh, I want to watch a tea match. Just T-Match. We've had her on the show. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I watched that. It was a hell of a match. It was a hell of a match. Mm-hmm. So then let's twist this then, and manager-wise, um, four is always a number for me because I, I will say the greatest faction was the Four Horsemen. I'm that guy. I, I love the Four Horsemen, everything they did, the different personalities. So when you become a manager, I want you to name four wrestlers you would love to manage. And then you have to come up with a stable name too, by the way, on the spot. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> At least I uh, gave you some warning.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see that's something I actually hadn't thought too much about a whole stable before. Uh, the so this, these are all people; these are all uh, good guys here that I'm naming. But uh, the idea, like uh, the Southern Assassin Ryan James, uh, Mister Personality Kelly Clark, Quadzilla T Gaines, and special fourth one. Could start Dark Rage. We'll go with that. Uh, the idea, of, like uh, Ryan Kelly and T. Gaines, they're all you know, they're all uh, baby faces. They're all good. Right. The idea, you know, me and Rage turn them against the crowd. You know, the crowd telling them the crowd doesn't care about them. Telling them that, you know, like the crowd, the crowd is cheering them. And they don't mean it, getting them to doubt themselves and using their weakness against them to recruit them. And the name, just to go old school and take a book out of the hand page, uh, the the Stevens family. Let's
0: just go with that. Yeah, yeah. See, it was, it was simple and easy. It would, diff- it would be different if it was real, but <laughs> it may be. Stop. You have to you have to talk yourself into it, JB. Mm-hmm. You have to talk yourself into it. All right, so moving forward, you know, 2022 is coming to an end here, but 2023 is right around the corner. What are your goals for this next, you know, 14 months or so?
2: Over next year, I would really like to, uh, you know, for starters, debut as a manager, and then, of course, uh, branch out in other states, uh, you know, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, work for uh, Deadlock Pro, you know, the promotion up in – uh up in uh, North Carolina run by the whole you know new legacy people and all them you know Johnny I don't know if you watch their videos
0: Yeah I do I yep yep
2: But uh yes that would be a promotion I'd like to work for down there and of course uh eventually get uh an opportunity perhaps on a bigger show like a uh, NWA cuz I really like their setup that's a promotion I'd like to work for it would be like NWA National Wrestling Alliance
0: I love I them Yeah,
2: yeah, I like how their setup is, you know, with the studio audience, the old
0: school feel. Agreed. Agreed. I had uh, Jared Fritz on, referee from NWA a little while back. And yeah, he is he's amazing. I love the NWA because it brings me back to my childhood, the 605 with Tony Schiavone and David Crockett. In the whole, I mean, we brought up so many names, the Cornette, the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express, Dusty, and all those guys. That was (laughs) wrestling to me. Like, we didn't get WWE that much up here at that time. So all I got was NWA. It took me until, like, middle school by the time we got WWF at that time because of the cable situation and everything. So, yeah. I grew up NWA. I will always bleed on NWA. I love everything they do. From Aldis down to Murdoch, and, you know, I'm not going to name the whole roster, but, yeah, I love everything. I just wish they weren't on Fight. I wish they had their own show, like, national TV.
1: hmm
2: Yeah, that's how, that's how it is down here. This area is, like, historic NWA territory back in the day, back in the territory days, and then it went to, like, WCW area. Now it's, like, we get a house show every now and then.
0: But, uh... Do you still attend, um events when you're not doing things like nwa pops up are you going to go to that or are you continuously booked here until you know kingdom come
2: uh pretty much you know i like i like to keep it light you know because i i did the whole weekend after weekend thing for a little while and i did the whole two-day trips for a couple a couple of times it's just (laughs) it's a lot but uh i like to keep it loose a little bit every now and then but Whenever I'm free, you know, if there's a show come up, then usually sometimes I'll go to it. Sometimes it won't. If it's the NWA show, I would probably, you know, be like, oh, yeah, let's go. But yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, JB, um, give us your socials and, you know, where are you going to be so people can follow you and, you know, all of that good stuff. And do you have any merch in case anybody wants to buy stuff? I know you're not a manager yet, but you can start selling stuff just to make some more money. Uh, do you have anything like that?
2: Uh, no, I don't really have any merch right now.
0: Okay, so no merch, but give us your socials then and um, your next couple upcoming shows.
2: Well, um, on Facebook, I'm at ASC JB Stevens, or just type in JB Stevens. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at ASC underscore JB Stevens. It's the same handle for those. And uh, the next show I'm going to be on. I'm supposed to be in Gadsden, Alabama for Spartan Pro Wrestling on October 29th. And then, of course, on uh, November, uh, Saturday, November the 5th, the first Saturday in November, I'm going to be in uh, Thomas County, Thomasville, Georgia, the Thomas County Middle School for Solid Rock Championship Wrestling. But, uh, yeah, that was, that's the next upcoming stuff that I've got.
0: Yeah, guys, and as I said during the interview, make sure you follow him. If you're going to follow JB, he's going to tell you where he's going to be at. He's also going to promote every event that he's going to be around because he's a hell of a promoter. He understands the business. As Ricky Morton said, it's all about putting asses in seats. And JB does that, not just for him, but for the wrestlers and the promotion itself. Do you take pride in that yourself that you really just push it out there? And again, I'm not, not knocking anybody, but I'm pointing figures. More than the wrestlers do sometimes. Well, you know, I like that. I try to
2: put as much out there as I can. You know, I put, I've done the whole uh, on-the-ground work, putting flyers out before, and then I've got like the social media. I put it on Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Discord. Also, I put it in servers and this and. But you know, I try to, I just try to do as much as humanly possible. You know, whether, you know, because I've seen a lot of wrestlers. You know, they have their stuff. You know, the videos and all that, which is great. And so I just try to. Uh, pretty much, I just try to put everything out there as much as I can. Rather, you know, like everyone else could be putting 100 videos out and I'll still put, you know, as much as I can out as well.
0: All right. Because it, in wrestling, in general, it's a family. You all want to take care of each other. Again, yep. I'll go back to Ricky Morton. More asses in the seats, more money for everybody all the way around. Yep.
2: it's Professional wrestling. We're all in this together.
0: JB, did I miss anything that you wanted to bring up or talk about or anything like that? No, no, not really, I don't believe. All right. Um, I want to thank you for spending some time with us here today on Can Crushers. It was a blast. Uh, I'd love, once you get that first manager gig, you better be sending me a message. I want to get the feels. I want to I know everything that's going on. We'll follow you on the socials to see where you're going to do it and everything. Um, phone's always open, buddy. Reach out. I had a blast today.
2: Yeah, me too. Thank you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that was J.B. Stevens, announcer, commentator, jack-of-all-trades in independent wrestling. What a story. What what a story about—and again, it's, it's the same story. Like, I knew I wasn't going to be a professional wrestler, but I knew that I could be my, my hero, Tony Schiavone. I love Tony Schiavone, so I always wanted to follow his path. And, you know, go back and look at Tony. He did— Professional wrestling. Then he did minor league baseball. Now he's back in professional wrestling. Essentially, did the same thing. Uh, I did baseball, uh, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. So I love it. I love it, and I love that JB is kind of getting his roots set as the announcer, as the commentator, and getting. I feel it's going to be huge. This huge announcer heel turn into a manager. To grab a wrestler from somewhere. Or the faction that I made him grab and, and put together for the Stevens family. Yeah. I, I loved it. So young. He's so young. But the history of professional wrestling in this young man's noggin is unbelievable. All the way back to the 1900s. Gary Hart. How many times do we hear Gary Hart as a manager that people kind of got some inspiration from? So you know that he knows. Because world-class Gary Hart was unbelievable. I loved him. And he brought up AWA. You don't hear AWA from kids a lot. So this kid has put in his due diligence. He's done his work. And I'm so proud of him for everything that he does. So... Keep an eye on J.B. Stevens as announcing right now. But I just feel this manager role for J.B. is going to take off and stop calling him Barney or Harry Potter or, or anything like that. Stop. Stop. We we knew Mark was going to bring it up. Myself speaking a third version right now, we knew I was going to bring it up. But listen, everybody's got it. Look at Johnny Polo. He looked like Barney once in a while. Uh, if you don't know who Johnny Paulo is, go up and, and look. It was Raven Second Life, essentially. Um, follow JB Stevens on all the socials. Watch what he's doing. If you're in and around his area, support indie wrestling. Support your announcers, your referees, everything because it's a family, as JB says. We're all trying to do better for the wrestling community, guys. I had a great interview. I was so proud to say that I interviewed J.B. Stevens Again, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, iTunes, we're out there, wherever you're listening to this now, we're on every other platform. If you would like to be on Can Crushers, reach out at cancrusher69 at gmail.com, the old-fashioned way of email, or we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check us all out. Drop us a DM. We'll get you something scheduled up, and uh, we'll have a great time. Tell your story. Let's hear why you got into wrestling. Let's hear your goals. Let's just bounce back and forth and talk wrestling in general. Guys, I love this show. I do. This is my passion. This is everything because as I talked to JB a little bit after, everybody knows the big guys. Let's give love to the indies and the little guys out there that are pushing and saying, hey, this is somebody to watch. This is somebody to watch. So, yeah. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot.